We'll do this sikha for Parshas Tzav in Lukutis Sikhas, Chelik Yud Beis, volume 12. In this sikha, the Rebbe explains uh, a Rashi in Perik Zayn Posik Yud Beis, uh, which discusses the uh, toida, the uh, Korban toida, uh, the thank you Korban that you bring to Hashem, and the Rebbe is going to point out how all the details in Rashi and the changes that Rashi made from the uh, sources, it's seemingly. Um, Rashi changes around from the Gemara, and, uh, and everything will fall into place. There's many uh, questions which seems like... Um, difficult to understand, and the Rebbe explains it. will also be a very long and detailed uh, purple towards the end about what is the status of the Yidin Mitzrayim, was that like a prison? Halacha, uh, it involves the Rosh, the Rambam, various different, but that's towards the end of the Sicha. It's a, uh, a pretty, uh, you say, complicated, complex Sicha, but we'll start and uh, Hopefully we'll uh, be able to um, go through and uh, get the main points of the Sikha. Aleph. Rashi beparshaseinu matik men hakosuf. Rashi in our portion quotes from the verse as Atevis, the words im al toido yakriveno. First the Posik says about the uh, korban shlomim. As we'll see, the Rebbe will discuss this a little later. And then the Pasik says, if he brings the Korban Shlomim, Yakriveno, will be for a Korban Toido. So, what is the meaning of Korban Toido? Mefarish. So Rashi explains, Im al Dvar if it's an item, if this is an item of thank you. Al if there was a miracle that took place to you, to the person, a miracle happened to him. Kigoin, Yerde Hayom, those who descend to the sea, Vahilche Midbariyes, those who travel in the deserts, Vechavushe Beis Hoasurim, those who are incarcerated in jails, the prisons, the Choilesh and Isrape, and a sick person, a person, a sick one who has been healed. These, these, those people, they need to thank you, Hashem. Because with regards to them, the passing in Tilim and Perikuzayin, Ches, and Tezvav, over there, the passing says, they will thank to Hashem for His kindness, and His wonders, for the people, they will offer, they will shecht, they will slaughter a zevach of thanks. So, she says, if for one of these four situations that mentioned before, He made a vow of a shlomim, So Rashi says that Shlomim Halolu Shalmi Toidahain. These Shlomim are Shlomim of Thanksgiving. 
lechem, and they are loaded. They require these breads. Ha'amur bi'inyan, that is said in this matter in the pasuk. They are not eaten, but for a day and a night, unlike other korban shlamim, which are two days and a night. as articulated here in the psukim that follow. So So we need to understand this. Number one, Aleph. Haloi toido stam. The word toido meaning is thank you, plain. Not a miracle, just a thank you. Where does Rashi know to learn out that what the Pasuk says here, which is written here, to thank Hashem for a nace? How do we know that? So, the question is, the simple understanding of a thank you would be for anything that requires a thank you, not only an ace. And Rashi says, on an ace. So where does Rashi know this from? Number two, base. Even if Rashi has some sort of proof that forces him to say that that the intent is here only for thank you on a miracle. In the UK, where does Rashi derive from that he learns it out? He's medayik that in it includes only these four miracles and nothing more. So there's a lot of other miracles. Why does Rashi specify and brings down that only these four miracles. If we shall say that the evidence, the proof for Rashi is from the verse in the Tillam, Shadashi maybe take you from Yad Bepirushi, as Rashi brings immediately in his commentary. says, They shall thank to Hashem for His kindness. And over there, He counts only Four types of miracles. The question is, where does Rashi still know in the simple meaning of the verse? That what is the intent of the verse? The posk means that that it's only on these miracles that we have to bring a korban toida. But we can say it's possible to say that you're obligated on all miracles. Vakosuf maybe dugmois and the verse is bringing some examples, misugim shoinim from various categories. Darei efsherji mona hakosuf as kol hanisim avshodim. It's impossible for the pasuk to enumerate all possible miracles, so he brings down four as an example. So how do we actually know that it only includes these four? And how does Rashi notice the Pasik may just be giving examples of four different scenarios? Number three, Gimel. Even if we shall say, grant you, that it is only on these four Nisim that you have to bring this thank you, Korban, 
But why does Rashi in his commentary here, and we know, as the Rebbe says in the parentheses, Rashi is not a safer which tells you laws. So why does Rashi need to hear Lefarish's kulam? Why does he have Lefarish's kulam? Why does he need to specify detail all of them, specifically all of them? But it is sufficient to understand the simple meaning of the verse that he shall bring one of them as an example. And he should hint to the rest of the three miracles by using the word v'chula, etc. And then to say that is written by them, etc. As it is uh, common in such a circumstances, in many and many areas, places in Rashi's commentary on the Torah, why does Rashi specify here all the four? So first of all, where does Rashi know that it's only in four? And even if Rashi does know it somehow, um, so why does Rashi feel that it's necessary to bring it down over here and tell us and specify exactly all the four? He could have said one or given an example and said the etc. Number four, the question number four, Dalit. Ma'ikavonas Rashi be'isifei. Uh, what is Rashi's intent when he adds, after he details the four miracles, he says, if on one of the above uh, mentioned miracles, he vowed these shlomim, these would be shlomim of thanksgiving, etc. But this is seems to be the very simple meaning of the words, if he brings it for a toida. Why does Rashi have to say to us that this is the shlomim for shalmi toida? What's Rashi meaning over here? And we'll see how the Rebbe is going to explain that the whole different meaning in Rashi over here than it seems just at the surface, as we will see in the answer. Hey, number five question. The four that have to thank Hashem, Rashi brings them in the order. And the Rebbe is going to question how to compare the order of Rashi to the uh, sources, and we'll see that Rashi changes. The order that Rashi brings down is first, those descend in the water. Then he says, those who uh, travel in the desert. And then, those who are car- incarcerated in prisons. And then, one who has been healed. So, any movement is not understood. Why does Rashi change from the order which is written by them? And Rashi himself says in the Tehillim. Uh, Rashi quotes from the Tilim. What does it say in the Tilim? Over there we start with those who goes go in the desert, which Rashi brings down as the second, but over there that's the first. Uh, that's the second in the uh, in Tilim, which Rashi brings down as the third, and in the Tilim it's the second. And then Chaylish and Isrape is the uh, fourth that Rashi brings down, but it's the third in the Tilim. 
and Be'er the Hayyam, which is the final one in the Tehillim, Rashi brings that first. So Rashi changes the order from the way of the source of the Tehillim. So, now the Rebbe is going to say, perhaps Rashi has a reason, because uh, there's maybe somebody's coming, and the Rebbe is going to prove from the Gemara that the Rashi's order doesn't seem to follow neither what's common and that's what's the order. So Rashi says like this. The Rebbe continues. So we can't say that the change in Rashi is because according to the simple logic there needs to be organized of the the miracles need to be organized or similar in a way to first introduce something which is more common so rashi basically we're going to say brings out what is more common so how come the verse is different because the pasuk uses another reasoning for its order but the Rebbe says, we find that this is actually not the common. This is not the order that is common, that is more common. In the Gemara, again, over there it's a different order. It's different It's different than in the Tehillim. And it's also different and also from the Rashi that's in front of us that we're studying now. What does the Gemara says? The Gemara starts off with Yerde Hayom, those who descend into the ocean. And then Hulchemidbaris, those who go in the uh, desert. These two so far match up with Rashi. But then um, the Gemara continues. One who was sick and was healed, which in Rashi comes at the end. And then, finally in the Gemara, and one who was incarcerated in the prison and went out. This last two Rashi swapped from the source of the, uh, of the, uh, of the Gemara. But in any event, what does Toysus asks over there on the order, which doesn't fit the order of the Pasek and Tehillim, and Toysus asks over there, in Tehillim, doesn't count this Seder. Over there, they count the ones who go in the Midbar first. So, why does the, uh, the Gemara switch from the Pasek? Taisus asks over there and brings down Yerde Hayom. First, and then Hulchim Midbaris. So, Vitirzu. So, what did the Gamatois answer? The Kron Nokat Seder Hamasukonim Yeser. The Pasik mentions the order of those who are more in danger. Tchila, that's the order of the Pasik. And therefore, they uh, start with Hulchim Midbaris. And then is Yerde Hayom. But um, but the Gemara talks about what's more common. First, more common is Yerde Hayom, people descending the uh, to the sea. So therefore, that's what the Gemara counts first. But what do we see from here? That the more common Harishi Sidron Berashi, 
So now we see that the order in Rashi ain't like say that the Mitzuyan Tchilo Hanemar Begemara. It's not in the order of what's common, which is said in the Gemara. Because while the Yerdayom and the Hoyer and the Holchemid Boris are in the same order as the Gemara, but the Choylev and Isrape and Chobbeis Asurim Rashi switched, so that doesn't follow. Toysa says that's the more common would be Misha Hoyer. Chayla uh, Beis comes after. comes after Chayla Rashi switches that order, so it turns out it's not Kiseder Mitzuyin Tchila Hanemar Begamore. So Lifizeh Yuksha Yoser Haseder Bepirush Rashi. So this makes it even more difficult the order in Rashi's commentary. Mikivon, since the Eina Loi Kiseder Ha Mesukonim Yoser Tchila, it doesn't go. By those who are more in danger, the bikra, which the pasuk says, Rashi doesn't follow that. And not in the order that are common found in the Gemara. So I'll just let you in a little bit of uh, the Rebbe's answer to this question, just so because it take a long time to will actually get to the answer inside. So you have an idea. The Rebbe says that the Rashi enumerated the order according to the way it happened to the people as they were leaving Mitzrayim, and we'll leave it for the Rebbe's answer further on. Question number six, Vav. Lama nokat Rashi yochit? Rashi uses in a singular language a sick who has been ill. But v'sha'ar gimul sugim, the other three, the first three categories that Rashi mentions, he uses b'loshan rabim. In addition to that, also he changes from the language of the Gemara, because in the Gemara, the first two years, like Rashi does. And also, so the, these two, Rashi, the Gemara uses Belashon Yochid. That one who was sick and healed, and one who was incarcerated in prison and went out is a loshen yochid. And Rashi changes it from the loshen of the Gemara, and he talks about chavusha beis asurim, and only chayla he writes in a loshen yochid. And the Rebbe says but in contrary, pashtus move on davka loshen be Simply, it's understood the language the way the Gemara uses it. When we're talking about um, going in the uh, the plural that the Gemara uses, and actually Rashi uses that as far as the um, going in the desert or going descending in the uh, to the water, is Manoyik That's the custom of the world. Person doesn't normally walk in the desert alone by a personal, one person you go with a caravan, with a bunch of people same thing is when those who descend into the sea by boats that's not possible uh, only if you have a collection of people uh, together and therefore it's understood that's why he mentions them in a Lashon Rabbi. But, 
But when we're talking about a person that is sick or somebody who was incarcerated, on the usual case, that comes an individual. So that's why in the Gemara, these second two are written in an individual way. So Rashi, while the first two, he writes but by Beis HaSurim, Rashi uses Loshon of plural. So for sure, this language needs to be in Rashi as well as in the Gemara. So the question on Rashi is, why would Rashi use Rashi should say, like in the Gemara, in a singular Loshon, just like Rashi uses for Choyla. So the question is, why does Rashi use the plural over here. Rashi changes it and the plural, and all these things will be understood with the new idea the Rebbe will present over here. We'll explain all these, the yukim that the Rebbe asks over here on the Rashi. In Ois Beis, the Rebbe is going to explain a general question that Rashi is trying to answer in the Pusik, uh in the order of the Pusik. The Pusik. Uh, seems to uh, start off discussing the Korban Shlomim, and then it moves on to explaining the Korban Toido. And uh, and there's really nothing about the Korban Shlomim over here. And Rashi is explaining that when we're explaining the Toido, this is a continuation of the portion of Shlomim, that this is actually a detail in Shlomim. Let's look inside. Ois base Habir, Bekol Anal, the explanation all the above, that in the portion of Tzav, which it discusses such Karbonis, mainly they have already been uh, articulated in the portion of Yikra. But in our Parsha, they were added by each Karbon and Karbon more details that have not been articulated earlier. By each one of these carbonists, by each one of them, the Torah writes, This is the law. So it's not the first part. It's already mentioned earlier in Parshas Vayikra, before the Parshas Tzav. So the Torah writes, The intent is only for these additional details. Similar that Rashi explained in the beginning of this parasha, so Rashi explains, he says, this is the law of the Eilah. This subject matter, these psukim over here, that the Torah says, are coming to teach about the offering of the fats and the limbs, etc. That means, because of these details, the Torah repeats again to say, that this is the law of the Olam, to teach us about the new Protein. The same thing is but the rest of the Korbonim. The intent of the Parsha is to add Details that have not been known yet. As Rashi articulates in many of them how these new protim that weren't known from before. 
Omnam benegei lekarmen shlomim, but when it comes to the karmen shlomim, einenu moitzim lechayre shum prat noisev v'parshazu, we don't seemingly find any additional detail in this portion. Sharel achar akosu v'zeis toyre zevach hashlomim mashiachliv lahavaya. Following the verse, the Torah starts off that this is the law of the Zavach Hashlomim that you bring to Hashem. Nemar Miyad, immediately the Torah switches to Im al Yakriveno, if you bring a Korban Torah. Vim Kain, so if therefore, when the Torah read Zoyz Torah for Zavach Hashlomim, is Miyutar Ulachayra, seems to be extra. So the Torah should have begun. Without saying, if you bring out Karma Toida, something different. But this has nothing to do with Shlomim. So, why does the Torah start over? So, this is what Rashi is coming to explain to tell us that the Imal Toida is actually a Hemshech, and this is a detail in the Zeus Toida So, Rashi rejects this. Question this surprise, and he explains. This is also a shlomim. This is the new detail. If on a matter of thank you, he vowed these shlomim, so the Torah is telling you that this was the details, this will be considered and they require the lechem as Rashi brings down. Rashi's intentions to say, that the posik imal comes as a following to the, what it says before. This is the laws of Hashlomim. That is that with this portion, the posik is coming to add another category, another detail. This is part of the Zavach HaShlomim, but another detail. Which is, all of the parts, that in it there are uh, many detailed laws that are not, do not apply to other Shlomim. They require the bread, quoting Rashi, which we said in the Psokim, in, the, in this subject, and they are not eaten for the commission before as it will say here. So this is the detail. Now, in addition to just otherwise, why does the Pasuk have to bring it down? The Rebbe says that this is actually evident from the word itself in the Pesach. This is uh, forced, we have to say so, from what it says, if it is on the Toida that he will sacrifice him. It doesn't say, means he will sacrifice him, which is the Zevach HaShlomim. So it applies to before, Homer because of Lifneze, which is written in the Pasuk beforehand. It's as if the Torah writes, If the Zevach HaShlomim he is going to bring for a Korban Toida, the law is such as such as 
נחולים, so now, so Rashi is technically explaining what the meaning of the pasuk of uh, uh, what the meaning of that pasuk is. But Rashi doesn't need to explain it until it comes to the second pasuk, because only by the second pasuk we realize. Now there's no other details. It seems like Imal Toider is a new subject, so Rashi has to say, no, no, no. So this is what Rebbe explains now. Since Rashi's evidence to his meaning that this is from the word Yakrivenu, and also the above mentioned question, we said, why is this Pasik telling us Im Hashlomim? We don't know yet that there is a problem over there. Only when we come to the pasuk that follows. So here we see that it's a hemshech. Over here, as you run quickly, if Rashi doesn't explain, that the Torah is starting to explain some other carbon, not the Shlomim one. So therefore, Rashi has to say, so now we have a problem. Why do we need the first Pesach? How do we, we have to attach the Yakrivenu that it applies to before? So that's what Rashi says his commentary. Not on the Pesach, in which this Rashi is really explaining what the Pesach means. But only when the problem arises, but the Pasuk will because in this Pasuk he has the Hechrech, because it says Yakrivenu, and over here we have the problem arise here, because it seems like it's a new subject, and Rashi explains, you know, it's not a new subject, it's a Hemshech from E, from In Ois Gimbal, the Rebbe is going to explain that, um, that Rashi is telling us something else over here, um, that basically that there's only for these four uh, miracles uh, that he enumerates that you would have to make a carbon toida. Because if a person who has to say thank you to Hashem, we know, uh, on every moment and various different things in your life on a constant basis, so what does it mean? That we'll have to bring a carbon toida every single minute, uh, every day? Uh, it's an endless amount. Even for miracles, uh, the Jews experience so much miracles in the desert, so we don't find. Rashi knows, as we'll learn inside specifically, that there's only a very limited amount, and therefore it has to be uh, the ones that the Tilla mentions as the ones that only those require, because otherwise it's just not uh, practical, or we can't say that for every uh, kind of even nest that you would have to bring a carbon. So, technically, uh, Rashi should have just explained the first part as uh, as Rashi uh, to tell us that the, as we learned in Oyes Space, that this is a Hemshech to Vizoyis Toides Hashlomim, to explain that. And then Rashi should have, it would seem, wrote another Dibra Maschil to explain to you uh, the second part, that there is only, the Toida only applies to these four miracles. But the Rebbe says that because this is really so obvious uh, that 
only four have to make a toida. Rashi doesn't bother to write you a separate Rashi. And Rashi sort of includes it like Bader Chagav in his commentary over here. Let's look inside. Even though that this aspect to explain that Imal Toido is not something different than the Zevach but a part of it, a detail, that is the main Chiddush in this in commentary on the verse. So, nevertheless, Rashi, in a by the way, way explains woven into the words of that commentary even something which is understood simply even without Rashi needing to explain it and what is so simple because of what Rashi himself uh, proves, as we'll see later on, uh, meaning from the pasuk that Rashi will bring, that is that the obligation to bring a korban toida only applies to these four miracles. And the Rebbe explains now, for that reason, because it's so obvious, so Rashi doesn't have to explain it in a independent heading and a separate Rashi, as the rule, which we have so, so spoken of many times, that if uh, Rashi, in a place where Rashi explains one word, but he says two separate matters, so Rashi then would quote from the verse a second time that same word, to make a distinction, to discuss, differentiate, to separate between one subject and the other subject. So there's two subjects here. The one subject to explain imal toida, and the other subject is to explain who brings a toida. Because in this case, Rashi doesn't do it, because this is something which is self-understood. Rashi is only explaining and therefore, uh, it's okay for Rashi to bring it down here without making a separate case, separate Rashi for it. What is the evidence? What is it so proven? What do we say? Hechrach was there. Moving past this. It's understood simply. And likewise, it's according to Aloha and also Drash. That we always constantly need to thank for all the good that he gives, that he brings to every acts with each individual individual. For each and every one of the Jewish people, Mamin Bahavaye believes in Hashem and he knows that everything that he has, even it came to him through natural means, he knows it comes from Hashem. As Avram Avinu said to all of the world, not only Yidin, to everybody when they would come to him to uh, eat. So what did he say to them after they finished eating? He said, He said, bench to the one who you ate from him. 
Now they wanted to thank Abram because Abram was the one that supplied them, gave them the food. But he told them, "Blessed to the one who you ate from his." You think that you ate of mine? I gave the one that fed you. You have eaten from the one who said, and the world became into being. That's who you ate for. You ate from Hashem, not from me. So, just as we should thank to anyone who gives a good gift, let it be whoever it may be. How much more so that we're obligated to thank to the King of the Kings, for his many gifts. To each one and one, behold, Yim Tomid every day, constantly. And it's actually for that purpose, because we have to constantly thank Hashem. That's why our sages of blessed memory organized. is to thank, and to praise, and to Shabayach, Lakodesh Baruch Hu, to Hashem. Every day and day, in our prayers and in blessings, etc. This item to thank Hashem, we find in the stories of the Torah many, many times, even prior to the portion of Tzav. Even for the good news that Hashem will in the future do good, like we it So it says that he built Hashem, Avram built over there a Mizbech to Hashem. That was after the news that Hashem uh, told him. Hashem said, I'll give you the land to your seed. So that means that he's going to have children. So he thanked Hashem. And he then we find when Moshe Rabbeinu was telling the Yidden that they're going to be freed, it says, that the people believed, they bowed and they prostrated. Similar many times. So it's very obvious that Hashem is doing always good things for us, and we have to thank Him. So, we have to thank Him, that's the uh, saying words. But what about the Korban Toida? But according to this, it turns out, that each individual of Israel is should every day have to bring a korban toida, or maybe not only every day. Maybe I come upon him. Maybe you have to do several times a day, depending if you fulfill your obligation with once a day. But this is something which is not acceptable logically. We can't accept that. So maybe you're gonna come to say, well, actually we have to thank Hashem, but we're going to say, once a year you bring a korban teida, I'll call Hashem for the entire year. So that would be a great novelty, the teida should say, once a year, every yid has to bring a korban teida, we don't see that. Therefore, also in the simple meaning of the verse, we must say, not on every 
thank you, you have to bring a Korban Toidah. Ki'im al regilo. There has to be a non-common thank you. And that's why, v'lochein, gam eina yoytze bibrocha, that's why you're not going to fulfill your obligation just making a bracha. No, no, no. You have to brew a korban toy. There has to be something unique, something out of the ordinary. Just like, for example, when you're eating, you're also thanking Hashem. But over there, you just make the bracha. But not so. Sometimes you need a korban necessary. Uh, how did the person have what to eat? Because they thanked the Abishter, they gave him the parnosim. So, the bottom line is, The thank you of the korban toida, that specific expression of thank you with a korban is not just ordinary, it's for a nes. It's a for a miracle that has taken place. Okay, so now miracles. So now let's talk about miracles. So, they didn't experience a lot of miracles. So, why aren't they making a constant toida for all the miracles? Abel are dying in a mover? Still not understood. It's already related earlier. But during the 40 years, that the Jews were in the desert, every day Hashem gave them bread from the heavens in a miraculous way. As the verse stated, Behold, I am going to rain down upon you bread from the heavens, etc. They also had the well of Miriam, as the Pasik articulates, bang on the rock, and water will go out of it from the rock and the People drink. Those were major miracles. They also had a cloud constantly to guard them from all undesirable matters that can harm them. As Rashi said, for says by the Amalek came. So he says over there. Tsevi lochem, it means go out and wage war, which means say mean ha'anon v'lochem boy, go out of the cloud and wage war with Amalek. So these are miracles. nes, all these are miracles. If on every miracle one is obligated to be a carbon, nimtzo it turns out shekolechad ve'echad miyisur the samachribim miyisrael. Each one of one, more than 600 times 10,000 of Yidin, more than 600,000 Yidin, while they were in the Midbar, they were obligated, so then they should have also brought the Korban, Korban every day. This is something which cannot be said at all. So it doesn't make sense at all to say this. So if we're going to say just every miracle, Therefore, we must say that it isn't on every miracle that you have to bring a korban toida, an offering of toida. Only a specific miracles. Since in the verses over there, etc., 
the tilim shemat tilim mavoyin kamas suginisim over there it's brought down several types of miracles umefarisham and over there the pasuk specifically says beyizbechu zivchei toida they will bring an offering a shechting of a carbon toida harim move on shezehu bedafke so it's understood that this is specifically. That a carbon toida you only bring on the miracles that are articulated over there. So what does this mean? Zoysemeres. Since we must say, not that every miracle you bring a carbon toida like we proved before, it's impossible because the miracles they had in the. Um, desert already, 600,000 and more Jews would have to bring a carbon toida. So, we know, so it has to be a specialist. So, though in the verses of the Chumash, it has not been explained, it's not articulated over there what type of a miracles you bring a carbon. But since in the Tilim it was specified, did articulate several miracles. So it therefore is logically to say that it's not just a, a sampling, but that it's actually specifically those. That only in these miracles you bring a carbon toida. Ubefrat, and especially Shanoch Darbonis, especially the Pasuk says four. If the Torah, the Psukim and the Tilim want to give an example, they should bring one or two as an example. Why four? Seems like these four are the specifics. Okay, so we know that it's four, and we know that these are the four. But why does Rashi still have to go out through and tell it to us over here what they are? Why can't Rashi, the Rebbe asked before, just say, Begoimer, etc., quote the Tilim. Rashi is still not satisfied by bringing the Possek without detailing the specifics matters. Because this Possek is a Shush offers of the Namar Beferish. This is written specifically Eitzel Choylosh and Nisrapim. Over there, by that part of the Posik, when it says, uh, talks about the Choylosh, over there the Posik says, So so there would be room to say, to argue, that we're only talking about a sick one, a person that was sick that got healed. That's why Rashi specifies that in all the four that brought there, Chayov and Korban Toido, Yerchayv and Korban Toido. And v'gam lo yidai she yichtoiv choylesh and esrape v'chulu, so he let him write choylesh and esrape, etc. Ki mizeo yinu loimdim, lameidim, lahoisiv, rak mashikosu l'achrizeh. Then you would say just what written following. Because after choylesh and esrape, it says Yerda Yom Velo Yosem. So you also have to say the one that preceded that Holchemid Boris Vchulu. 
So in Kenar Becholoif, you start to ask your Koladalad Rashi needs to mention all the four. Helcha Midbori is Becholu, Chelus is Becholu. Machein Kosiv Rashi Befeirish Koladalad Shterich Mohedes. That's what Rashi writes Befeirish all the four that need to thank Hashem. In Ois Dalad, the Rebbe is going to explain that because Rashi enumerated, we just explained that Rashi enumerated all the four different miracles, the special miracles that one needs to bring a carbon toida for, we'll also understand why Rashi has to bring down specifically in the order that he brings down, and also bring down chayv a beisasudim in a plural. As the Rebbe asked earlier, it would seem more loshen yochid like in the Gemara. And the Rebbe's basic answer is that the miracle is similar to what they experience, in the order that they experience. And then they'll have an appreciation for those mentioned before, because they have gone through it. Although they themselves did not quite have to bring a carbon toida for those experiences, is because they were led by Hashem, and it was in a different circumstance, but it gave them a good visual, it gave them a good understanding of why wants to need to give the Hoidah, and in the order, the way Rashi brings it down. The only thing uh, that Rashi leaves for last, they didn't experience, was the Chaylesh and Isrape, and therefore, Rashi leaves that for last. Turn inside. Since Rashi details all the four miracles, then he specifically needs to Detail them in the order in the order that Rashi actually brings them here. The Pashtus move on. It's understood simply. That when you put a obligation on a person, some sort of obligation, as it connects to a something special specifically happening. If it's a situation that it would happen with him, himself, then it's easier to understand the details of that matter, the reason for the obligation, because it's something that you experience. So, uh, therefore, uh, it makes to you a lot more uh, sense and it's easier to comprehend the uh, obligation. So move on. So based on this, we understand when the Bnei Yisrael were told the obligation that they need to bring a carbon toida al for specific miracles. So therefore, it makes sense to say so that first they uh, told them about the obligation of the nays that happened to them themselves. So, that would be come first if there was only one thing that happened to them. What happens in our case, when a lot of the matters happen to them, the order would be according to the way it happened. Cain, move on. It's also understood so that if many of the miracles for on which you are Obligated to bring this offering of a toidah. So you have to mention them according to the order that happened to them. 
ורק אחר כך, and only afterwards, להגיד חיוב קורבן על נס שעדיין לא נעשה להם. Later on, to relate the obligation, to say about the obligation of a קורבן, for a miracle that it has not yet happened to them. So, והנה, מהדלת ניסים שעליהם חייבים קורבן תוידו, from the four miracles for which they are obligated, the קורבן תוידו, so three out of them happened to the Bnei Yisrael. The Rebbe says, From amongst the four miracles on which you are uh, liable to bring, you have to bring, you're obligated to bring a Toida offering. Three of them were made, were done for the Bnei Yisrael. In the order that Rashi enumerate, counts them. First of all, Rashi brings down Yerdei Hayom of Rosayar Hayom. They went through the Kriyas Yamsuf. Acharkach afterwards, Holchuba Midbar. Then they walked in the desert. Beacharkach, and afterwards the third level. So that's the Holchim Midbaris. Gozera Kodesh Baruch Aleyem Liyeskurim BeMidbar. Hashem decreed upon them. To be closed up in the midbar, that's the level of chovosh uh, being in prison because they are closed up in the midbar. Afterwards, now the pashete uh, locked up over here. So the Rebbe is dealing here in the bracket. Uh, when is this locked up? Is it the fact that the yidden were supposed to stand forty years? Uh, in the desert, locked up over there. Is that the lockup that we're meaning? Well, if that is what it means, um, why would the uh, time they spend in the desert be called a prison, but they were walking on the way to Eretz Yisrael? So this is what uh, the Rebbe is dealing with over here. And um, and the Rebbe is going to conclude in a minute that uh, in reality, it's the um, it's the time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain that they felt uh, sort of incarcerated for the forty days. But let's uh, see what the Rebbe writes over here. So this is this the Eibushter decreed upon them li is good in Bamidbar. So it says. So they were going to be stuck there for 40 years. That's considered to be a prison. It's only that their children will uh, eventually go out from it. Now, we're saying that the Yidden felt that they were in a prison. The whole story with the Maraglim, uh, that they were supposed to be locked in the Midbar, that only um, takes place much later. Um, why would they feel uh, locked into the prison? That's going to happen later on. Uh, but that didn't happen yet. But the Rebbe says, They do know, know from this. They didn't already knew that they were going to be locked in. Uh, that's based on the Rashi Allah uh, Posik. The Posik says... Uh, you shall uh, bring them and uh, 
that applies to the Bnei Yisrael. Rashi points out over there that this was and something that it's not b'moishish loikonus laores. That's why it doesn't say to the einu. And it also says the other gears over there uh, that they're not going to enter Eretz Yisrael. So they knew already that they weren't going to Eretz Yisrael. Now, Rashi quotes over there, and Rashi says, who knew? Maybe only Moshe Rabbeinu knew, but maybe the Bnei Yisrael didn't know. Here we're trying to say that the Yidin, this was the order that the Yidin experiences. Even though the Pasuk says, Rashi says, Nisna Moshe, Shaloyikonis, on Veloyikonsulorets. Again, there's also in the Rashi, there's like two girses, whether that he's not going to go into Eretz Yisrael, but also that they're not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Veloyikonsulorets, they're also not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. This was part of the So maybe only Moshe Rabbein. Rashi says, Nisna Moshe. Moshe knew this, but who says that the Bnei Yisrael uh, knew this? Uh, this is just Rashi saying Moshe. But the Rebbe says they didn't have to know it as well. But it says, also the Bnei Yisrael said, The Pesach says, Yoshir Moshe Bnei Yisrael. So Moshe and the Bnei Yisrael. So which means that the Bnei Yisrael also said, Not them themselves. So they already knew at that point. So how are we saying that afterwards happens the uh, locked up in the desert when uh, they hadn't yet known about it, it seems like. But uh, for the Rebbe says that they did know because they also all said, But the Rebbe says, no, this is what the whole thing is. This is just to pilpul and sharpen, just to argument, basically bring out this argument. But in reality, because it makes sense to say in that Rashi over there, because it makes sense to say in Rashi, as it would appear from the simple meaning of the even though he prophesied this, but he still wasn't didn't know exactly, Not even though we're saying this not be Moshe, and that's why I used the Lashon TVA Moya instead of TVA Nu or TVA and those who make straw said that. So therefore, but the Rebbe says, Vein calls that. We don't need to say the incarceration is because of the 40 years. Kiposhu, because it's obvious, Shekasha Nemar Libnei Yisrael, She is Akvu Mamidbar Sinai Mem Yoim. Because once they were told that they're going to have to stay in the Midbar Sinai for 40 days, descended from the mountain that already took place by Matan Torah. So that was already a feeling of they felt by themselves similar to somebody who is incarcerated in darkness and in the shadow of death. So therefore, that is the order. Move on. That's why it's understood that the Eden were said in the order that was Kriyas Yamsuf. They went to going to desert. And then he told them the fourth category, which hadn't happened to them. And a sick person who has become sick. That also on this, you are obligated to bring a carbon toido.
Apisem move on Gamkein. Based on this, we'll also understand. The first three matters he writes in a plural. And the fourth one in a singular. Because the first three miracles, they happened to all of you. The fourth one didn't happen to them, so we're using a Loshon Yochid for the future. But we're not intending with this that they themselves were obligated to bring a korban for this miracle that happened to them. Because we don't find the korban there, but these happenings as it was at the time by the Yidin at that time. So there was no any worry of any danger that they were going by the instruction of Hashem, and Hashem would go in front of them to lead the way. So then, for sure, there cannot be any danger in it. So therefore, but they realized what it takes for other people in such a situation. But through these miracles that took place, them. Move on, It was understood to them that in a natural way, when it comes a similar situation, therefore, to exit from that situation obligates one a korban uh, The Rebbe explains that although we have uh, earlier. Uh, explain that the order that Rashi brings down is presented according to the experiences that the Bnei Yisrael had, but the issue is, but it would seem almost like this incarceration that uh, the uh, Pasik and the Rashi talk about, that one who is in prison has to bring the Korban Toida, was experienced actually in the way beginning. Because what about their incarceration in Mitzrayim? That seemed to have been first before anything else. So why doesn't Rashi mention Chavushe Beis Asurim first? And um, the Rebbe explains that in Mitzrayim themselves, the place where they stayed, Mitzrayim itself, does not qualify as a Beis Asurim as a pay lace of incarceration because they actually had the best of the land that was in, not that uh, in Salmovis, it wasn't in the shadow of it was actually a beautiful land, the irrigation was so that doesn't qualify for as the rebel explains, we can cite Hey, Omnum but seemingly it's not understood. The fact that they were that was similar to being that they were incarcerated in a prison. So so according to this, So Rashi should have said according to Rashi should have said because we're going by the experience so first you should say the first experience 
incarcerated in prison first. Because the exodus of Egypt, that took place before, even before the Yerde Hayom, which was the Kriyas Yamsuf that, the Rebbe, that Rashi brings down first. And the Rebbe is in the bracket says that, that explaining here that because we're not talking here about the actual, we're not talking here about the actual needing of bringing a carbon toida. Uh, we're talking about here only about the experience that they experience. So an experience of imprisonment seemed that they experienced before. So let alone they didn't have to bring a carbon toida. This was earlier before Matan Toida, they didn't have the Khlaldi obligation. But the discussion over here, as the Rebbe explained, that the reason why Rashi uh, brings this order is because this was the order of the experience, and that experience was there before. So why doesn't Rashi bring down Chavushim Beis Asurim first? Chavushim Beis Asurim. The Rebbe explains the bracket. So although that for the actual exodus of Egypt, they would not be liable of a carbon toida. Even if we should consider that to be a Beis HaSurim, they still would not be obligated a Korban Toido. Because they had exit there even before the time of the uh, command to bring a Korban Toido. And therefore, so there uh, still has not applied to them an obligation to bring a Korban Toido. We're not talking about same Yamsuf. We're not talking about the actual uh, an obligation of a korban toida would not be on them, but that doesn't take away from the question because we're not talking about here whether they were actually obligated a korban toida. Omer has said before, "Ein hakavona kan shall lahem We're not. Intending over here, Rashi doesn't mean here to say that that what actually happened, they would have to bring a korban toida. The Rebbe said before, Api Hashem, they didn't have to bring it. Kenal, I said earlier. To explain them easier and an easy way, when they experience it, it will be nekel to understand the situation of Chulu. And that matzav they had over there, regardless. Because that also took place before Matan Torah, as opposed to the uh, incarceration that the Rebbe, that Rashi mentions third, um, that the Rebbe says that took place later on, whether it's right after Matan Torah, the Rebbe explained those are the 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, went up to the mountains and they felt locked up without Moshe Rabbeinu there. So the question is how come? Rashi doesn't take Choshei Beisa Asurim first. So Yuvim Bahagdim Lahamtik Loshein Rashi. So this will be understood by first introducing to sweeten Rashi's language because Rashi says Bechavushei Beisa Asurim, incarcerated in a prison. Why does Rashi have to add the words Beisa Asurim? Incarcerated. Lachayre Maspikim Ayekoysef Chavushim. He could have just said that they were incarcerated. And that would be sufficient. Stop. Move on. And we'll understand. That the person is incarcerated. He's in a prison. Where else is he incarcerated? 
However, but Rashi's intent over here is to actually emphasize that only one who is incarcerated in a prison is obligated to bring a carbon of thanks. But what Rashi wants to emphasize over here that specifically one who is incarcerated in a prison is obligated to bring a korban as opposed to one who is incarcerated in the house and similar. And we're all going through now that uh, situation in which people are uh, meant to stay home and uh, quarantined. So a chavosh bebayis is not the same level. And the source of Rashi, how does Rashi know the Beis HaSurim? Is from the simple meaning of the Pasuk, over there in Tehillim, Shemaskir Khan. Because the Pasuk says like this, They sit in the dark, the shadow of death, Those who are incarcerated and with metal, which means with the chains. This represents a prison. The Mefurish Sharak Chavushim B'mokim Choshech V'Tzalmovis. The Torah, Tilim says clearly, those who sit in the darkness in the Tzalmovis are chayov mekorben toida, are obligated korben toida. So I'll move on. So therefore, we can understand We cannot count the incarcerated in prison at first. The year Mitzrayim, and that should be a hint for Mitzrayim, because we can't say Mitzrayim was not such a beisasurim. Being in Mitzrayim isn't considered to be a prison. To obligate him in a korban They're sitting there wasn't in a situation of that would be considered the Yeshua Cheshach with Samovis. Adrab, the contrary. They were sitting in the land of Goshen. That was the best of the land of Egypt. Now, but you're going to say, well, it was a good land, but they had to serve. But that's different. We're talking about incarceration. Incarceration has to be in a space of Surim, not in a place, in a good place like the land of Eretz Mitzrayim. The fact that they were labored made them work with hard labor. That's a separate matter. Those are not of the four that you have to thank that if you were forced to labor and then you're freed. So therefore that's not that's not Negeya to our discussion. And through this their being settled in Mitzrayim does not make them as incarcerated in a prison which is Mekoyim a place of darkness and Salmovis. Mashiach and Hamidbor but when we talk about the Midbar, that's a place of danger. So it has the qualification, it has the characteristic of a prison. The large Midbar, the awesome, the snakes, the scorpion, the seraph, the scorpion, there's thirst, there's no water, all that makes it a Choshech V'Tzalmovis place. Move on. One who is closed in the midbar. And he's not able to go out of it. 
then he is part of those who are sitting he is a and that's why that is counted after the two of Yitzhiris Kriyas Yamsuf and the Hilchemid um, Boris and then, as the Rebbe said before, the 40 days that they waited for Moshe, and they were incarcerated, that that 40 days, that's called incarcerated in a prison. In Oiz Vav, the Rebbe is starting a whole other discussion uh, from the way we find in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, which seems to state just the opposite. He Alter Rebbe seems to write, the Yitzhiyas uh, Mitzrayim is considered uh, like one who is being freed from incarceration, so that Egypt is considered which is uh, exactly opposite. We just said that being in Mitzrayim cannot be considered a Beisasurim. Let's look inside. We can ask on the above from what Alta Rebbe writes in the Shulchan Aruch. That he says that the custom is in our countries. That the three matzis of mitzvah. That's the matzah that we use on the seder night on the kaira. The three matzis. So the mitzvah, the minagis, heim nasim. They are made misorin echot kemach. They're made out of one tenth of an ephah, a tenth of an ephah of flour. And the reason why is it three matzahs made out of exactly one-tenth of flour? Because that is ki'ein lach mei toido. Because that is the way the breads of the toido. The toido breads also shahoyu gimul chalis. Over there it was three chalis. And their nasis mi sorin echot v'chulu. They were made of one-tenth. So to correspond to that, we also make the three matzahs from one-tenth. That's why we also make the three matzis to a tenth, or a tenth of an ephah, of kemach, and this is remembered to lachmei toido, to the breads of the toido, which is also uh, the three chalas from one isar. Aye, why do we want to make up as a uh, memory for the lachmei toido? So the Altarab explains, one who leaves Prison has to is obligated to bring a korban toido. So and we on Pesach we have left gone out from a prison from the enslavement of Egypt. That's why what we do is a remembrance to the bread of the toido. Essentially, we have to bring a korban toido, technically, uh, on Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, that's considered going out of prison, and therefore, we make the Yisorin to remember the Lachma toido. Harei, so what do we see from Meshe? So you see clearly that Mitzrayim is considered like a prison, which would obligate one in a korban toido. But, the Rebbe turns around and he said, but that's not possible to say because the Alter Rebbe himself rules that uh, the person going out from prison that's to be being relieved from chains and uh, while they were in prison they were uh, chained and uh, this is what didn't apply. So what's going on over here? So we, we need to understand really what, what the Alter Rebbe is saying here. 
But if you look in well, you'll see the question is just on the opposite side. If he was incarcerated in the prison for matters which relate to uh, capital, he was threatened with his life. Or for matters of monetary. But what is the condition to make a Bichas Hagoimel, the Alta Rebbe says, Im hoyemune b'klei barzel, b'kablei barzel. If he was suppressed with chains of metal, chayi b'bichas hagoimel, then he is obligated to make the goimel. Here we're not talking about the korban toida, but we're talking about the b'bichas hagoimel. But the gorp, the b'bichas hagoimel parallels the korban toida. So, that's what the Rebbe adds. The same thing would be obligation in the time when there is a korban toido going out. You'd have to be muuna barzel. That would be the condition. Why? What is the source to obligate these four in the blessing of goimel? Why do they make a goimel? Is because those are the same exact four who are obligated to korban toida. So korban toida and birchas goimel are synonymous; they go together. So therefore, if the condition for birchas goimel for yotzim beisasurim is that it has to be muuna bekivle barzel, he has to have chains. So therefore, that means that a korban toida you don't have to bring only if you are muuna bekivle barzel. The case, so the question is on the other side: Echav sherloim marshem mitzrayim. How could we possibly say that Egypt was based on Surim? But they were sitting in the land of Goshen, Hulu Canal, in Tubarets, they had all the things, so we can't consider that to be a, a base on Surim. So, what's going on here? In Oizayin, the Alter Rebbe is going to uh, start a whole uh, discussion to explain. That what we read here in the uh, words of the Alter Rebbe seems like he says that the uh, matzis, the three matzis, are actually a zecher for the lachmei toido, and we went out of Beis Hasurim. The Rebbe is going to prove that according to the Alter Rebbe, uh, the korban toido is not the actual korban toido over here, and the Beis Hasurim it's only. Ke'en Beiso Asurim, but we don't qualify this as a Beiso Asurim. And therefore, what we explained before in the Rashi that remains, and notwithstanding the fact that the Alta Rebbe calls it over here, Ke'en Beiso Asurim, there is not really Beiso Asurim because Yoshu merits Goshen, as the Alta Rebbe is going to prove from a whole discussion now, as we'll see, beginning with Noy Zayim. So the Rebbe is introducing now a new question, uh, which is going to lead us up to eventually. Uh, what exactly is the status of this uh, korban toida uh, that we talk about going out of uh, the zikhoda for the korban toida? But uh, first, the Rebbe introduces a new question over here. So it says like this: that in our custom, the custom is not to say mizmer lesoida. Usually we say Mizmer Lusoida in the beginning of Shachris, in the beginning, and we don't say it Beshabes V'yomtev. 
On Shabbos Yom Tov, say it. Why? Because on Shabbos Yom Tov, you don't bring a carbon toida. Not allowed to be brought on Shabbos a carbon toida. On Pesach also we don't bring a toida. Ain't toida kreva. Because part of the carbon toida, some of the chalas are chametz. And also, also Pesach. Over there, we also don't make it, even though in Erev Pesach you can still uh, eat the chametz, but there is the additional reason that you don't want to shorten the time of the achila of the uh, korbanis. The bottom line is that we see from all this that we are trying, avoiding to make a uh, a mention of toida. So this is clearly that we should not make a remembrance for the carbon toida on Pesach. Not only not doing something, even by just speaking, saying, we're not going to do it. So the question is, so how is the, that there is a custom in our Communities, lasis puula, zeicher lekorban toida belel pesach to do an act. An act would be the three matzahs that we are doing from one isorin, which is three matzahs are coming as a remembrance to the korban toida. How can we do an act zeicher lekorban toida belel pesach on the night of pesach where we don't even want to mention pesach? In the Mizmar Lasoida, and here we're doing an act. The Rebbe is going to prove from this that what we're actually doing, the three matzahs, according to the Alter Rebbe, as the Alter Rebbe will explain, is not really uh, an act of a carbon techer letoida, only the amount, which is a not a, um, not clearly, you don't see that, it's not a visible. Saying, even saying the toido is something visible. The act, the three masses are not. They come from one, a certain kemach, which represents it. Let's look inside. But first the question, but it seems like this is a foratory, it's a kalvachomer. That we should not, um, we should not allow to make a korban, a pula for a korban toido. What is be the reason, the opposing reason that says that we should say also on Shabbos and Yom Tov and Pesach? What is their argument? That is articulated in the Tur. We don't have to worry that you might come to bring it as an offering when the base of is built. Because people were not going to make a mistake. So you say, So they're not going to make a mistake. Therefore, it's okay to say, So the Bess Yosef explains. We don't say this Mizmer because it's not really taking the place of a Korban Toido. We're just doing it in the name of Hido, not for a Korban, not the Korban Toido, but a thank you. So, 
And yet, so we see that the reason for the ones that say it is because this is just a a plain thank you. Ube Bachshom. And the Bach explains it. He says further, the reason why it was instituted, because our sages of blessed memory say, Kol all songs are destined to be uh, extinct, bottle, chutz with the exception of that's why we should not prevent from saying it. So, you see that the people that say to say it is because they don't consider it to be mamish, uh, a carbon is just mentioning it, and they say, therefore, say it. So Shabbos, Yontif, and if Pesach, Pesach, well, so say it. It's, but still, so what is the opinion from those who hold that you should not say it? And Shabbos, Yontif, and Pesach, because so who cares to say Yahidah is daitom shnisakno l'shem korban toido. So their opinion is that it was instituted actually for a carbon toida. And because it was interested in a carbon toida, not just for a hida, but for a carbon toida. And since we can't bring a carbon toida, that's why we shouldn't say it. So it also seemingly appears to be the view of the Alta Rebbe. The Hukoisev, because the Alta Rebbe writes, and this is Madura Kamo. That you should say the portion of Kabbalah is while standing. And he says, Same thing, Just like when we offer them that it was done while you were standing. So you see clearly that it wasn't just a thank you today, which the Mizmer So the carbon, that's where he was standing. And as far as the portions of the Karbonis, the Alta Rebbe articulates when we say the Karbonis before the davening, Amru Chachamim, the Chachamim say that if you're occupied and study about the laws of Eilat, it's as if you do not know. That's why you should say every day. So this is as if you're bringing an Eilat, and he enumerates the Eilat, the Mincha, Ushlamim, and also Vitoida. You say the Korban Toida as if you brought Ilikra Vaila. Vachatus, Vashom, Badai, Vashom Tolu, definite Vashom, and a hanging Vashom, the Korban Elevated, the Korban that goes up and down, Vacholo. So all of these Korbanes, including the Korban Toida, are as if you were Makr the Korban. Mare Mashma Shagama, Miris Mismala Soida, Hilifisha Kola, Isaac Matayus, Ayla Vacholo, is because one who learns the Tayus Ayla is as if he brought an Ayla. Understand the reasoning of the Alter Rebbe that he rules that you should not say it on Shabbos and Yontov and Pesach, etc., because it's Mamash a carbon, and on Pesach and Shabbos and Yontov we don't do a carbon tida. This would mean that according to the Alter Rebbe, the Mizmar Lesoido is actually. A korban l'soida, and that's why we shouldn't say this. But the Rebbe says, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. Abu Ba'am is saying but in truth, it's not so. Because the Alta Rebbe writes, Beferish, V'yeish mekoymes shenoigim lo'isif v'chulu. 
He says, in other places, there is a custom to add and say, This is what the Alter Rebbe explains in Shulchan Aruch, why in the first place we do Mizmar Lusoido. So he says over there, All songs are destined to be extinct, bottle, chutz, except Mizmar Lusoido. That's why we should draw it out with song. So, you see clearly, So he is also of the opinion that you should not, that it wasn't instituted for a Korban Toido. The only reason why we say, Because all the Shiris will be bottled. So, since the Alter Rebbe holds that it's just for the reason of the Shiro, uh, for a song, So why does he rule that you shouldn't say it on Shabbos and Pesach and Yontav? It's not the song. So we can't say it's because it's a real carbon or it's in the place of a real carbon. The Rebbe writes clearly, we're saying this with a soda because all the songs will be bottled and this will remain. So what do we have to say? What's the idea of the Alta Rebbe? Although we don't say it for a carbon. Since when we do say, it's not the reason for the carbon, but you still mention when you say it, you mention the carbon toida, you say mizmer lesoida. So we should not say it if it's during the period of time in which they would not bring the carbon toida at the time the Besamikdash was Kayim, which is Shabbos and Pesach, the, the days that the Alter Rebbe mentions. So therefore, uh, that's why we still refrain. So even to the extent that even mentioning the soida, even though it's not really the carbon toida, we don't do it. This would also be the reason why he holds the Madura Kama Koponim. Madura Kama. Why do you have to say Mohammed? As the Prophet said before, it seems like it's like a carbon. But why would he say Madura Kama? In Madura Basri Taka says you don't have to. But in Madura Kama, he says you have to stand. Why should you have to stand? It's not a carbon. Since you're still mentioning carbon toido, should not be doing it different than Korban Toyota was done. Korban Toyota, you have to stand, so you should stand there too. But nevertheless, what do we see from here? How much the Alter Rebbe, who holds that the Korban, also the Korban Toyota is merely a remembrance, uh, it's not a remembrance, it's a song, but because it has the word Toyota in it, we don't want to mention it on Pesach, so how come we're going to put three matzahs on the act? If on Pesach we shouldn't say in speech a mizmer like this, which just mentions, by the way, the korban toida. It wasn't instituted for this. So for sure we shouldn't do an act. 
toida mamish that would actually remember the carbon toida itself. and if so, How could we do the three matzes on Pesach from one tenth zeichel carbon toida as a remembrance to carbon toida? So the basic question of the Rebbe over here is. Uh, if one should not even mention the toida, uh, and the Rebbe in the meantime proved also that it's not like it's a real toida. Uh, that was the whole discussion. The Rebbe tried to say that maybe the Alta Rebbe holds that it's actually a uh, a real remembrance for the carbon toida. That's why is maybe the reason why he says you shouldn't say it. <clears throat> but he proves clearly that the Rebbe writes clearly that we're saying Mizmer Lasoida because of the Shira of the Mizmer Lasoida. And still, that the, the Rebbe says, don't mention Mizmer Lasoida on that place. We have to say because it does have the mention of Toida, so we shouldn't say it on days that a Toida was not brought. And that's what we should do with Muhammad, it says in Durakama. So, how could we make Lachme uh, Toida, the three matzes, as I remember, an act which remembers the Toida? And when we'll understand this question, this will also explain to us what the Alter Rebbe meant. That's what the Alter Rebbe is getting at, what the Alter Rebbe, what the Alter Rebbe meant, uh, what it means that we make it a Zeicher, it says Mitzrayim, and the Toida, what it really means. In Ois Ches, the Rebbe is going to explain that this is actually a machloikis between the Mordechai and the Rosh, whether the um, actual three matzes, according to the Mordechai, that is the actual representing the three chalis, uh, the three of the carbon toida, which were made out of matzah. There were four kinds. One of them was of chametz, but the th- whether it actually represents. In that case, the three would actually be an act of the carbon toida because they represent the carbon toida. But the Rosh disagrees, as the Rebbe learns again uh, with the Mordechai. And the Rosh holds that the uh, three matzahs has nothing to do with that. There's a different reason for the three matzahs. You need two regular matzahs and one lechemoini. That's why we have the third matzah, but nothing to do with the lachmei toida. And the only connection to the Lachmei Toida, according to the Rosh, is that it was brought out of an Isorin. So there is no actual um, commemoration on the table, of the Pesach table, for the Lachmei Toida. It's something hidden. That's something what the uh, amount, the quantity the, of the... Uh, of the flower that you used for the three matzahs, but it's not an act, so therefore it doesn't remind us of the carbon toida, as the Rebbe will explain. And by the way, the Rebbe also challenges uh, the carbon asanil, who seems to say that the Rosh and the Mordechai say the same thing, and the Rebbe proves that it's impossible to say that, as the Rebbe will explain over here. But the bottom line, the Rebbe wants to show that according to the Rosh, which the Rebbe says it's also the opinion of the Alta Rebbe, the three matzahs we put are not an act remembering the Korban Toida. It's only the Kemach. And therefore, that's going to bring the point that it's not really... And that's why it's not like even mentioning Korban Toida, which we don't do, the Alta Rebbe says, because you're mentioning Toida, but the three Lechems are not Toida at all. 
the fact that we're made out of one of one is sodin, representing that that's not even counted. And that will also explain the other issue that we started off with, that the um, when the Rebbe writes over there, the Toida uh, going out of, of Egypt, that means a far-fetched kind of a zeicher, but it doesn't mean the actual Toida. And therefore the Rashi's shot that the Rebbe learned that Chavish Beis Asurim does not really apply to the time they were in Egypt. So let's look inside. We'll understand it all by introducing the Makoir Dirzeh, that the source of this halacha. Uh, to make the three matzis out of one tenth of an ephah of Kamacha flour. In a general way, it's both the Rosh and the Mordechai. Omnam, however, the reasoning of the Rosh and the Mordechai is different one from the other. In the Rosh, that the reason why we need three matzis on the night of Pesach, first of all, that this should be Two whole matzahs, like every yontav. Pesach is a yontav, so you need a yontav. A Shabbos, a yontav, you need like a Mishnah. And then on top of that, you add a broken piece. So there should be a lechamoyni. That's the reasoning of the Rosh. So after saying now the reason, so we know why we need three matzahs, one of them you break to be lechamoyni. He adds, the custom in Ashkenaz and Surface is to make it all out of one tenth. That the three matzahs should be made out of one tenth of an eighth. as a remembrance to the bread of the toid. One who goes out of prison, maybe Lachme Toido, brings the bread of the Toido. But Lachme Toido, how much bread is comes for a carbon Toido? So, boim gimul minim shel matzah. There are three of the types. Each one gets ten breads, but three of the types are matzah, which includes chalus, rikik, muravucha. Those are the three types. And again, then there is the one that comes from chametz. Of course, that we can't represent, or we're not representing that, because in Pesach there's no chametz. And he says that v'sholish chalos, and therefore three of the chalos, oisim isor and echot, you make them of one isor. There were ten isroines for forty chalos. Um, that was for forty chalos, if we know them, you made it out of ten isroines. So it turns out that every four chalos gets a tenth of an isor, they get a tenth of an eifah, is one isorin. And in this case, because we're not doing four chalas, because one of them is a chomet, so we're not representing that, so we only have three. So three equals um, the one isorin, I guess. One isorin would be four, but in this case, since we're not representing that in the actual number, we only have three, but we still have the isorin that represents um, that level. We'll see a little bit more in the carbon asylum in a minute. Basically, he says, Vashloishim a matzo, Vadalad mechomets, and three are from matzo. 
I mixed that up for a second. Sholish chalis. So that's why you make it of one is So that's the opinion of the Rosh. So according to the Rosh, it turns out that the reason for making three matzahs has nothing to do with that is sorin. That is sorin is an extra thing from what we make it to represent the memory for the Korm Toidah. But the Mordechai writes, That's the reason why we have three matzahs. That is remembering the breads of the Toidah. That's why we have three. So, since we say there are four that have to thank, they have to bring a korban toida, and one of them, of course, would be going out of Egypt, uh, going out of prison. In the amongst the lachme toida, three of the types were three types of matzah. So here we're making three, but if you're trying to make a remembrance for the toida, you have to make 30, uh, <coughs> at least the matzahs. It was 40. 40 was all together. You had 40 because you had the chametz there too, but the komokim im often dalat chalas The aloha is that if you bake him b'di'evet, um, then you are, even though you need 40, but if you make four chalas alone, you're yotzer. Okay, so that would require you to have four, so why we're doing three? So we have three made out of matzah, and the fourth one is chametz. Okay. So this is all the way we're learning it. In the Mordechai, the reason for the three matzis is directly connected to the carbon trade. So what's the different? That what is the halacha? Why we take three matzis? He wrote a different reason. When it says is only on the part. That these three you make of one tenth. That's the only This is the reason for the three matzahs. Again, this brings the Rebbe to the point that according to the Rosh, which the Rebbe is going to say, the Alta Rebbe's Shita, we don't really make a Zecher to the Lachmei Toida by the Seder, which is going to answer his question. If we don't say Mizmun the Seder, how come we do three matzahs? Three matzahs are not to do with that, as we'll see. Now, the Rebbe is going to bring down the Korban Asanel's question and the Rosh and his answer, and the Rebbe is going to suggest that the way he learns Lachatchila in the Rosh is not a question. And actually, the uh, Karbnasano's answer does not really fit. Let's look inside. According to this, it appears to me in Loimar, we can't say to say like the Karbnasano says in the Rosh. What does he say? When the uh, Rosh says that you have these uh, three matzahs, <coughs> but the Sorin, so he right away he asks a question, but there is 40 chalas, and for matzah at least there is 30. <coughs> he seems to imply that the Rosh holds that the numbers have to match over here. Umatadis, what does he answer? 
if you just make it four, as mentioned before, so this is the same answer as the Mordechai said. That's what the, he answers. Nimzo, for the three matzes, you have three chalas. And he points and he uh, signs to the uh, references to Mordechai. Now, but based on the above, to begin with, it's not a question of the Rosh. The number doesn't come from the chalas, so you can't ask a question that the numbers don't match up, there's another reason why you need the matzahs, three matzahs. The only reason he says, just like the three were made from one isorin, the three matzahs are made from one isorin. Even if the din would be that you must have 30, and it's not like it's brought down in Menachas, it quotes from the Gemara, and you'd base, that be the evidence is good. Let's say you need 30. It's still not a problem. The words are still clear. Opinion of the uh, Rosh, the remembrance of the Korban Toida does not go by how many matzahs, the number of matzahs. He's talking about the quantity of the flour. That the quantity of the flour, from which you make the three matzahs and Pesach, is equal to the quantity of this of the flour, from which you make the Gimel matzahs, the Korban Toida. But there's no remembrance to the number of matzahs, whether it's 30 or 4 or 3, it doesn't matter. According to the Mordechai, that the remembrance for the Korban Toida is by the number 3 matzahs. So if it would have been that the Allah would have been that Shloshim would be Ma'akiv, so then, a mokim lemisper gimel matzis. So why would he be doing three? So you need the thirty. So that's why he brings down the halacha that it's okay if you only have three. That's one uh, issue. So the chachil is not a question, and the question, the answer doesn't go according to the rush. But ve'oid further, eich we cannot even say eich of shaleima shalaharosh hatam shoyis magimul matzis misor nechad. How can we possibly say, according to the Rosh, that the reason why we make the three matzahs from one isorin, who lifishim often bidiyavid, arbo yotzo, is because bidiyavid, if you make it four, you were yotzo, that a dinze, that wouldn't fit. Where dinze, who davkim offers a gimel matzis, masores renim. That halacha would only apply if you make the three matzahs. From Tanasroni, but the Evid, if you made just Dalit, that would be okay. But not if you made four only from one Isorin. You make it only from one Isorin. So why is it okay according to the Mordechai? The Rebbe explains in the parentheses. As opposed to the Mordechai, 
This is only the reason why we need three matzis. So we're doing the three. Three of the matzis were able to be okay. We don't care how much flour you made over there. We don't talk about the flour. We know three. We need three matzis. When we are remembering the lach we don't go in how much kemach there was. And since that doesn't bother us that the three matzis should have been baked from the ten esrenim. Because all we need to know is the number of matzis. Since of the three matzis, the evidence would be good. That's why the Mordechai says, uh, for the korban toy, the three matzis would be good. Three matzis would be good over here. Again, this is all presuming the fact that we we can't deal. Even the Isorin would be four matzis. But we're not talking about the matzah chometz, the, 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 the lechem chometz that is brought with the toyota because it's Pesach. So therefore everything else fits in besides the fact that there is not we're not actually doing a corresponding to those chometz. Therefore the Rebbe concludes in Oistes, Apiyan al on. So based on the above it's understood, that there's a big difference between the Rosh's reason and the reason of the Mordechai as far as it contains to our subject matter. According to the Mordechai, the number of Matzis is the remembrance of the Korban Toida. That means that openly, in actuality, and in an open way, we make a remembrance of the Korban Toida. As opposed to the Rosh, the number of matzis is for another reason. Over there we do this with We make it with a specific amount of kemach, from a specific amount of kemach. So, a revealed way, we don't see any remembrance of korban Because in an open way, you can't tell what is the quantity from which you made the three matzis. So now let's see what the Alter Rebbe holds like. The Alter Rebbe writes the reason for taking three matz like the Rosh. That besides the two whole matzes that you have to uh, make the bracha on and break those matzes as every other yontav, you need an additional piece for the lechamayni. Then he doesn't hold of the Mordechai's reason this. According to the view of the Alter Rebbe, what is the remembrance of the Mordechai? This is only from the fact that you make these three matzes from one-tenth of a eighth of Kemach. So it turns out, so it turns out also the Alter Rebbe's view is that we don't make an open remembrance to the Korban Toidah. That's why we understand that this does not contradict the ruling. We don't say because you don't want to mention because that mentions openly the Korban Toidah. That's why we prevent from saying it in the day that we don't bring the Korban Toidah. As opposed to in our case in which 
there's no even zeicher at all. We don't even see the zeicher, the remembrance. Doesn't bother us that in a hidden way there is a hidden zeicher for the korban so based on the above, so the das admur azokin and the which is harosh, ein hazeichel lelach metoy the zeichel gomur. The zeichel lelach metoy is not a complete zeichel. Yes, loimar. So therefore, we can say shemashe kosov. This that we quoted the chilah and the alter rebbe seems to be a contradiction. That it seems like it went out v'onu bepesach yotzonim bebeis asurim. That we and pesach went out bebeis asurim. Who gamkein al derechze. It's also in a similar way. Mitzrayim, it doesn't mean that it's mamash a beis asurim. Mitzrayim are zerake ein beis asurim. Just like the zeichel was lach metoyd, it's not a mamash lach metoyd. It's only a similar beis asurim. But loy beis asurim a mechayiv kol metoyd. There would not be a beis asurim that would obligate one to kol metoyd. Upirish dvarav. How do we explain the words? Lefikach onu oisim giam kengimul matzis lasis. Therefore, we also make the three matzis li sorin. Zeicher, it's only as a hint alone. The lachmetoido, it's just a hint for lachmetoido. Bonu bepesach yotzonu mitzrayi bebeis asurim, and we went out for beis asurim. It also means like a beis asurim. Shurake ain beis asurim. Remez bilvad, it's only a hint for leimamish beis asurim amchayil lovitoido. That would not be a beis asurim that obligates a toido, and that's why Rashi doesn't bring that down. But tumta kapizoh yisofes admar azokin. Mishibud Mitzrayim. Says, Tzor Beisvon, it says Mishibud Mitzrayim. L'chayre Mekiv, on Shekosov, on Beisach, Yotzor, on Beisach, Surim, we already, he writes, that on Pesach, on Beisach, Surim, Ma'u Kavana, say, Sofer, what is the intent with the addition, Mishibud Mitzrayim? As Shereitz, Mizal, Lefarish, but he wants to say, She'ena Kavana, Shemitzrayim, Hoysu, Beisach, Surim, Mamesh. But the intent is not that it was Mamesh, Beisach, Surim, Kim, Shedai, Raksha, Hoyu, they were under the slavery of Mitzrayim. Finally, in Oishu, the Aleph, so the Rebbe says like this, what is the instruction from all the above? As long as a Yid, a Jewish person is found in the slavery of Mitzrayim, which is called Mitzrayim, in the Lerois, Notwithstanding all the good that he has, that's still, if you're in Shibud Mitzrayim, you're still in Karib prison. Then at least you can compare him, even by way of example, the Beis Asurim. To those who sit in the darkness in Salmovis, to bring the Korban even though you're not there, but as long as you're under Shibud Mitzrayim. But the truth is, calls Masha Nimtza Daim Begolus. For as long that you find yourself in Golus, which godliness is not shine openly. So the godliness by him is in prison. By the darkness and clipper, which is called Samovis. And Every day I will wait for him, that he should come and take us out from the spiritual incarceration, and the physical incarceration, and will lead us with an uplifted 
way to our land. This is Mesichas Chaydus Nisan Tavshin Chavches.